on this episode of the AIE Podcast. AIE is in all the games! In case you were living under a rock, a few big things happened in WoW this week. Feast with your kin on Lotro. The mysteries of Genesis Prime are no longer a mystery. And are we actually get a guest on our own podcast? Woohoo! Woo-hoo. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. All right, welcome to episode 215 of the podcast celebrating the Aliyah Ayakta-esque gaming community. This is Accuzod. With me as always is Aludra. Hey, AIE, I think you're awesome. And look, right over there, we've got Makala. Hey guys, I love some seven-layer bars in the Guild Kitchen. Ooh, I love seven-layer bars. Those are awesome. <laughs> All right, this week is just the three of us. Oh, say again? I said I don't think I've ever had a seven-layer <gasps> bar. You've never had a seven-layer bar? Yeah. Makala, get that I've woman a little seven-layer bar stat. I have dropped them in the, in the literal Guild Hall a few times. Um, first year I went... The first year we had the Guild Hall, I dropped some off, and then last year I, I had um, some emissaries drop some off for me. Nope. Oh, awesome. We'll nope. take care of that one All here. Right. We will definitely need to send you some seven-layer bars then. All right, this week it's just the three of us. We do not have a game guest. Uh, we're just going to sit here and talk about BlizzCon and the launch of Warlords of Draenor and give you our thoughts and our takes on it. But first, let's see what everyone's been up to. Aludra, it's been a couple. It's been about a week since I saw you. I saw you at yes. BlizzCon. How you been doing? I'm okay. I was at BlizzCon. I beat people with my cane. It was awesome. <laughs> and she means it literally. She was actually, you know, using a cane and hitting people with it. Yes. Yep. It was Get fun. Out of my guild all quack. Yep. Pretty much. You know, I- I'm cranky like that, as we all know from my surly demeanor on this podcast. I am the crankiest person ever. <laughs> By cranky, we mean silliest. <laughs> Maybe. So how has your week been since the uh, Guild Hall? Oh, I've been so busy. First, you had to do con recovery. And recovering from a major convention like this, it's not easy, especially not when you are as terribly sick as me. And so it was kind of an ordeal. I ended up randomly three days later sleeping for 12 hours, 13 hours. Yeah, I know. I didn't even think I was that tired, but apparently I was. But I, I've been all better, and then people have been coming in and out of my house ever since, like visitors and guests and stuff who are kind of just, I think they're realizing how sick I am. <laughs> you need to hit them to with me. your cane. Uh, well, yeah, every time I whip that thing out, and I'm like, hey, everybody's like, oh, my God, you need that to walk. It's like, yes, but I also need it to beat you with right now because you are being really depressing. Boy. So, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, besides that, I've been playing this little game. You might have heard of it. I don't know. It's called Fight the Q Battle. <laughs> I've been losing that one some nights. Some nights, yeah. Some well, what nights, about although... you? Oh, sorry. No, I would say, some, although I've been hearing other uh, servers have it much worse than we do. Yeah, so I'm not yeah. I can so complain I'm... too much. I'm grateful for my, my pathetic two-hour queues where I just stop and eat dinner and then come back. I've never seen a two-hour one, but I guess we'll talk about that when we get to talk about uh, Warlords. 
Makala, what have you been doing? You didn't get to go to the Guild Hall. We missed you horribly. Missed you it was so all... much. Oh. We had a podcast room, like, like an actual room. And yeah. me and Zod and Thrax were all like, "Yeah, podcast people are awesome," except for it... Makala, who's not here. I apologize. Um, as you guys know, the uh, theater company I work for had a show opening last weekend, and since I'm patron services and I run the opening night reception. Yeah, there was no getting out of that one. <laughs> um, besides that, yeah, played a little bit. Um, in between, you know, cues to get on, um, while stuff was queuing, actually getting ahead of the game on jewelry making, and somehow I got chosen for a jury, for jury duty. Oh. Yeah, I saw I that on launch day. You were sitting at a courthouse going, you know, I wish I was a member of the Iron Horde right now so I could just bash some skulls, I'm sure. Well, no, you know, my, my theory is, you know, honestly, um, if you were in the same situation, you'd want people there that are, you know, willing to be there and oh, yeah. in, engage and involved. But, yeah, that's um, that was my entire launch day. And it'll be the first part of my week next week. So, oh, Aww. that's right. So you actually but, got picked. You didn't just no, you didn't just have to show up. You got picked. I got picked. Oh. I, wow. Well, at least you know they recognize hey. a strong, sincere person when they see other. And according to the ones. video that they play in this state, you're gonna make lifelong friends. And I was pretty I was pretty peeled that I didn't get picked and I didn't get lifelong friends. The caliber that they were describing in this video. I, I have you guys. I don't need any more lifelong friends. <laughs> <laughs> She's got hey. her fills on. She's We're lifelong friends. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, I like you guys. <laughs> I think at this point, there's. I think we're not gonna ditch each other. It's we're in it to win it. Yep, we've been together for I don't know how many years now, like forever. So. Mm-hmm. That's that, okay. now that's what AIE does. Not not jury duty, but AIE gives you lifelong friends. Yeah. Sometimes kicking and screaming. <laughs> and being beaten with a cane. And being beaten with a cane, definitely. Um, sometimes so it's, it's like a real family. It is. So, Zob, I mean, besides um, sitting in a queue, what have you been doing? Actually, that's about it. As, as I've said many times before, that I am uh, publishing a big program I wrote for work. goes live uh, this week. Uh, tomorrow, literally, I'm pushing it out to 4,000 oh, wow. people, which will be nice. awesome, which is great because that's what's been eating up all of my every free moment i've been getting up early staying late trying to get this done because i'm a little bit behind but it launches tomorrow and so then i'll have nothing but bug fixes and i'm sure there'll be some there's nobody who no develops for a living who doesn't who's ever published right. a perfect dot one of anything so oh no 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 but that's what dot ones are for and considering how hard you've been working on it i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised not suppressed but surprised if this is the <laughs> most flawless dot one that ever was created ever well, I would totally be surprised if that was the case. I just hope it's not too I'm horrible. I'm just saying. So. It, it's also, going to be glorious and wonderful. Oh, I can look up her name now. I've also found out that there is another employee in my company. We are a large company. We've gone across the United States, about 4,000 employees. Uh, we already have, already knew we had one AIE member in my company, uh, Nick from 20 Questions. Is, oh, oh, yeah. uh, works works in my company. That. Also found out that Silver Sea who is one of the first hosts of the AIA podcast was, is also a member of our, of my company and knew who I was and knew that I was in the company, but never said anything You're for kidding. like years. Wow. <laughs> I am. Um, I, I have dragged a few friends into AI, including uh, actually a, a, a 
Longtime work friend, never game, never played WoW. We start talking to her about it in front of her. Finally logged in, and um, Dan Kinia, who um, is actually now quite active in AIE, so dragged dragged her kicking and screaming, and she's a, a work friend. <laughs> kicking and screaming, actually, I'm like, why would you do that? But no, I got my husband in, I got my longtime real life friend in, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The oldest son, he plays on stop, so. Yeah, well, he's, he's a teenager. He's got time yeah. for that. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Teenagers play video games? All right. Yeah. I know. Somebody yeah. really marked them. thing. <laughs> totally marked him towards him. But okay. So, yeah, we have a lot to talk about today about what's going on. What happened to BlizzCon? We got some details and some recap from there. We have a lot to talk about what's going on with Warlords. But first, let's go ahead and jump into regular AIE news. A.I.E. News. I felt we should have all jumped in and said regular right there. Regular. Regular. (laughs) Regular A.I.E. News. Okay. First up, besides my my funny little comment, is we want to give a shout-out to Meffy, who has just published an album of Christmas music because we need this now. There are five Christmas carols, each recorded in a different style using different instruments and sung by some very talented kids. The album is called Light of Life, and you can find it on iTunes and on Bandcamp. Yeah, I actually I listened to this this afternoon when I came across this post in the forums, and they're actually really good. I was really impressed. Awesome. Uh, both yeah, the quality of the music and the singing of the kids. So, uh, yeah. Not if you go to the Bandcamp. Bandcamp is the free one. iTunes is where you can pay for it. But. Very nice. Very Love nice. to see what AA members are doing out there. Uh, just I'll throw it out there. If anybody else is producing a book, movie, you know, whatever, what have you, let us know about it. Hey, we're happy to let people know what you're doing. I'm sewing a costume. Ooh. What are you sewing that costume for? For Nerdtacular. Ooh, I can't wait to see it. Yes. Already? <laughs> Isn't it like eight months away? Yeah, this is a very complex costume. <laughs> yeah. And I am new to this entire thing, so I imagine I'm going to have to make four of them just to have a wearable one. And that's why I'm buying most of my pieces, because I can't sew. <laughs> Neither can I, but this is how you learn, folks. It is. And hey, if you're a PlayStation 4 player, since there are a thread in the community forums for everyone to post their PS and handle. Quite a few people have posted there, so jump on in and start playing with AIE on your PSN, because we like to play all the games. All the games! All the games! All the games. <laughs> All right, it's, uh, today it's November 16th. We are halfway through NaNoWriMo, the yearly challenge to write a 50,000-word novel in 30 days. We have a number of AIE members who have taken on the challenge, and they're plugging right along. If you're taking the challenge yourself, let us know. We'd like to give you a shout-out, and if you finish your novel and want to offer it up to other AIE members to read, definitely send us a link, and we will let everybody know your work. And by the way, just a shout-out to uh, Gomez in the chat room. Hey, hey G. Yay! <laughs> I would so do the NaNoWriMo if it was in March. Oh, I agree. Who decided yeah. this? A very yeah. difficult, time-consuming thing on one of the worst possible months. If it was like oh. March, or even April, May, June, all these months right here. Th- this block of months, that would be perfect for me. I have nothing really going on. But, you know, November, when all my family is, like, clamoring to see me and saying I can't be you know, not there when I want to be not there. And so, so do it in March, and then just publish like a, you know, a one thirtieth of it a day. So it looks like you're really, <laughs> really on it. Like, oh my gosh, she just can't stop writing. 
I actually, I do take a month out of the year and to kind of nano, but it's never in November because the only thing worse would be trying to do it in December. Mm-hmm. And that's a very narrow bullet. Like October through December, worst months in the, of the year for me to do anything. That's what I discovered when I decided to be stupid and do a fan fest show in the middle of December. Yeah, see? Ooh. Right there. That's craziness. You are crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, of course, WoW is the big news this week, but they're not the only game out there, believe it or not. You have other options to log into. There are <laughs> hundreds of games, from big MMOs to Facebook games to little bitty mobile mini games, and AIE plays them all. To find people playing your favorite game, check out the Minor League Games subforum in the community section of the forums. And AI members are also all over the world, and the best the next best thing, more for the best thing, um, to playing games with AIE is hang, actually hanging out with them in real life. Which reminds me, I need to set up a meetup. Um, and we have a page for that. AIE has a meetup.com page where you, yes you, can arrange your own meetups with guildies in your area. Whether it's playing some board games, grabbing a meal, a movie, getting together at a major convention, meetup.com is our real looking for group. All right, let's jump into some World of Warcraft news. First up, we've got major kudos to Thugs, the AIE hunter, for taming Gara. Gara is a really cool-looking spirit wolf that came out with Warlords of Draenor, and taming it is a lot more involved than just tossing in a few Scooby Snacks. There's an epic quest line that takes you all over Draenor. you got to collect things, you got to do things. It's a pain in the butt. It's probably the most involved hunter beast taming in the game. So, way to go, Thugs. Jeez, Already? Already. Already. Holy moves, that is a lot of things done, like now. Yeah, I was, I was looking at the quest line going, no, there's no way my hunter's doing that for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah. My hunter's not even Tour Garrison yet. Um, I'm taking my time doing things. Most definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it my turn? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Okay, my sound cut out. You want to know the truth? My sound cut out. So while we were doing this, I was looking for Thugs' name in the document. Okay, there we go. Podcasting Secrets 101. Keep talking. Okay. Thanks to Hairbush. Hairbush? Maybe. I have no idea. Yeah. Hairbush. 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 Uh, for posting this reminder Blizzard has stopped characters from earning rested experience until you log in to them at least once. So if you have some level 90s parked somewhere waiting for their turn to get at the dark portal, be sure to log them in at least once. Trust me, you want to do this. It's not a lie. Blizzard didn't push a magic button and we're all getting rested anymore. Do we know if that's four characters that weren't 90? So is it, is it just... Oh, no, no. If you 90? were not 90, you're still getting rest, rested as right. you're locked out. But if you were 90, you stopped accruing rested XP because you were at the cap. So Got now it. you have to go in and re-log in everything um, to, to refresh the system and go, hey, I'm not at cap anymore. Look Got at me. It. I'm good. I only have 190. All right. And speaking of garrisons, speaking of garrisons, not quite yet. If you're a little confused about garrisons, and especially which remote outposts puts, wow, words are hard, which remote outposts to choose, there you go. AI Remember, my posted a link on how to choose a garrison outpost for leveling. 
that walks you right through the choices for remote outposts. I can't say this word today. And suggests which ones you might want to pick if your focus is on modeling them. Wow. It was like a tongue twister I didn't mean to put in there. That was awesome. I have no idea why it was difficult to say, but that's okay. <laughs> Words are hard. So finally, if you didn't know, if you didn't know, Blizzard has removed the feature that awarded gold to the guild bank whenever members finish quests or loot mobs. Because of this, we have no new gold flowing. We've always allowed our guild banks to be used to cover expenses or cover repair bills up to a certain level. But with the increased expenses from everyone leveling and with no gold coming in, we've decided to decrease the limit. It's gone from 75 gold per day down to 40 gold per day just to try to make the, uh, make the gold last a little longer and let more people get the repairs in on all their alts. So uh, if you're used to using that, if you're not used to using that, please do. I mean, it's a, it's a benefit of being a member of AIE. We cover some amount of your repair costs. But if you're, if you're used to that 75 gold, you might want to jump back before you hit 40 now because that's the new limit. I'm calling shenanigans. I am so calling shenanigans. I'm I just know. saying. We should empty the banks. Forget it. Who cares if there's no gold coming in? 40 gold is only good for if you're not in Draenor. However, the um, master of the spreadsheet figured out the 40 would be the best number. Yeah, and I understand that he figured yeah. out that it would last the longest and stuff. But still, I'm just saying, we don't spend it on anything else. But, you know, I'm just... I'm just one annoying voice. <laughs> Everybody's more level-headed than me. I mean, I was saying set set it to unlimited back in the day. <laughs> just let everybody spend all the money. It would have been gone in like three yeah. days. Gone. Yeah, that would, yeah that would be but I would have been okay with that because the members are... Our raid group for one bad night, you know, when we're raiding. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I'm a little... I'm one of those more extremists. Extremely. You're a rebel. You yes, I am. That's all. Aludra the rebel. Aludra the rebel. And speaking of rebels, AIE the Old Republic. Ha ha. Up for Ask a Star Wars Guildy is our very own head honcho of Swotor, Max. Find out just how many games this very busy guy plays, when he finds time to sleep, and just what kind of pizza he thinks is best. Honestly, seeing how he would cram so much playtime in so little hours of the day is what's got me interested. Right? <laughs> Plus, Plus, there's running and everything else. Yep, and you can ask your own question. Also, they are looking for new blood um, victims. Um, Sign-ups for the always fun thread on the forums. And AIE and Lotro is planning a Thanksgiving feast right now. They're looking at the weekend before Thanksgiving to take on the, on the forums to figure out what the final day and time is. And then head on over to the Kin House for some fine food and partying with those crazy hobbits. All right, Lotro Update 15, Gondor Aflame, dropped in early November. We missed uh, talking about it because it was last week, right when during the middle of BlizzCon. It includes a new race class, the Bjorning, which I'm possibly not saying correctly, which lets you channel aspects of the bear as you fight alongside your alleys. Okay, so it's a druid. That's really just a druid. Exactly. Uh, the strength of the hide, the ferocity of the, ferocity of the claw, or the inspiration of the roar. Build your wrath and decimate your foes with the new Bjorning class. I think it's Bjorning. Sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Bjorning? Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's no umlauts, but yeah, seems like that. <clears throat> All right, so Final Fantasy has just announced that you can change your character name for $10. Mm. So if you have decided that Dravik the Destroyer is no longer the best name for your Lollafell, 
you can go ahead and get that name changed post haste, which is it's kind of nice because they give you one free character redesign, but then you find out you know your name doesn't match anymore. That is a great service. Mm-hmm. And the long-awaited content drop. Can't talk. Three for Wildstore hit on uh, Tuesday, November 11th. Again, apologize for the delay on there. It included a huge new level 50 zone a new 20-man public event, the conclusion of the Drusea storyline, which culminates in the most pivotal reveal in the history of world stories. Dun, dun, dun. So scale the light spire, bind the black focus, Reichel a pesky phalang lord, and loot stuff. And um, evidently, you can also get a new hat. Ooh! Ooh. Right? Snoo, the hat simulator game. No, wait. This is <laughs> Wildstar. New Wild hat Star. simulator game on the market. Go Wildstar. <laughs> All right. That's our news for this week of what's going on inside and around AIE. Let's talk about some BlizzCon. Uh, for those of you who don't know, and how do you not know, BlizzCon is an invention for lovers of Blizzard games. I guess you know, haters of Blizzard games could go too, but you might be kind of bored Beautiful. if you go there. And so every year we... <laughs> Every year we hold a guild hall for AIE members in the hotel across the street. We basically have our own mini convention. And, and I can tell you, this year I did not have a ticket for BlizzCon. It's, I didn't care. I went anyway. I went and hung out in the guild hall for two days, and it was awesome. Zod is awesome. You were working your butt off that entire BlizzCon weekend. I, just, I don't feel right unless I'm actually doing something. I can't just relax. I gotta, yeah, I'll oh, set up I a do. stream. So. I get that. <laughs> I, I understand that, but this year I was totally like, nope, mm -mm. I'm here to rest because there's not much I really can do. Yeah. <laughs> I had a limited energy store, and I still had to recharge every afternoon with naps. naps okay, so Lud... Oh, go ahead, sorry. I'm just saying naps are brilliant. <laughs> See, I don't like to sleep. I, I, I don't hate like sleep. to sleep either, but when I need to, I will. I, I, stay, will... I force myself to stay awake until I pass out. I tend to sleep not a lot at night, you know, especially on the weekends. I'll usually like hit the bed around 11:30, then get up at 4:45 for hiking and whatever. So naps are great. Hiking. hiking. I know she gets ah. up before the sun does to see the top of a mountain that the sun's not e even interested in seeing yet. Yep. <laughs> I get up I'm before the sun does way. to go to work. But that too. Okay, so Luther, what were your thoughts on the Guild Hall? How to go this year? It was really nice you know there were a lot of people there it was really great um the podcasting wasn't next to the uh screen this year so there wasn't no war of the sounds which was nice <laughs> there was still a little bit for those don't know we have a lot of people come in and use our room to do their own podcast streams uh thanks to uh Gnomewise, who was there from alpha geek radio and now alpha geek video he was there uh he had all his equipment set up people could come in and do their shows Although we didn't do our show, I'm not sure. No, we didn't, because we couldn't fit, figure out a time slot. I think it was just because reasons. Yep, because of reasons. I like that reason. Reasons. We almost had an ongoing show going on, though, with the uh, stuff from the Guild Hall. Yeah, pretty much. With the live stream of the Guild Hall, it was more or less, you know, without an announcer, the AIE podcast. Unless Zod was doing more announcing than I thought. No, I just waved to the camera a few times. Just like, hey. Oh, good. So, yeah, I did, as, as I said, I did. Have, I brought my laptop, the one I'm on right now. I brought my webcam, the one I'm on right now. And I set up a live stream and just said, hey, if you can't be here, at least you can see what it looks like. Maybe you'll want to come next year or think, oh, I don't want to go to that next year. Whatever, whatever makes you happy. 
Mm -hmm. But um, no, we had a blast there. Now, what do you guys think about the? Uh, I'll talk about some of the announcements they made at BlizzCon. How about the new game, Overwatch? I thought it looked neat. I didn't get to play it because that line was just too much standing oh. for me. Yeah, that line was long. Oh my! That line was crazy long, and it moved very fast. Like they were on these timers. You got in, you sat, you played for X amount of time, and then your butt was gone. And in the end, and so the line really moved at a good clip, but it was too much for me to stand for that long, so I didn't get to to try it. Right. But it looks fun. It looks like a, a bit of TF2 meets um, uh, Borderlands 2 to me, so I think that's going to be fun. Yeah, I we, love both those games. I'm totally for it. So, McCall, what do you think? I've never... I'm not an FPS person, um, FPS person even, um, but it looked really great. In fact, pretty much the second that announcement dropped, members of our household and um, Alakaz and Leontine, who are also here for um, Friday, we may have started calling characters that we wanted to play. <laughs> yeah, li literally, yeah. I like I yeah, I, sorry guys. I'm Tracer. She looks like Jubilee. She's small and she's fast. I'm her. Um I think Al called Reinhard. Um Hordling called uh, Mercy. Yeah, we just started shouting out who we were. <laughs> I totally did that too, and I was sitting there watching the stream. I went, Sniper, there we go. I love Sniper, it's my favorite favorite mm -hmm. character. Yeah, so that so uh, just the visuals in it were amazing and what really impressed me was the fact that you know we saw the video and it looked great I mean it looked like something that could have been produced by Pixar and then we saw the gameplay and it was just as good and that really impressed me I was I was stunned that they pulled off something a game that looked that good that polished that playable and nobody knew mm. I mean it's hard to keep it secret nowadays well yeah. I mean I didn't know did it's Titan bits yeah, it's all the good, the good fun stuff from Titan, left over. Oh. That's, that's why it looks so polished. It, it's just all that stuff, the fun stuff. They turned it into a different game. Right. Oh, okay. The shoot 'em up part. I like it. I'm all for it. And so I'm very excited I can't, about it. Can't wait for it to come out. Um, something else to mention at the uh, BlizzCon, they at the they announced their or they they streamed their uh, 10th anniversary. What would you call it? Retrospective kind of thing? Self-patting on the back thing? Right. It was um, uh, 10 years, the little, little documentary they called Looking for a Group. Yep. I haven't seen it. You may want to. There are a few well-known AI personalities on there, including Link Theris and mm -hmm. Scott. Uh, actually, my name got in the end credits. I didn't That's get awesome. in the video itself. Darn it. But, hey, it was nice to give me end credits. So. Yeah. I know that he was mentioned... Or was he the same? Yes. in it as well. Alani's yeah. in for just like a split second. He says one word. They're in the section where they're asking people what their favorite zones were, and then she had cut after cut, 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 cut oh, through all these people yeah. saying what their favorite zone was, and he was one of them. So. Alidra, how many points did he get for that? He got none. The contest Ooh. was already over. Ooh. So there wasn't a new Ooh. contest starting? Because we really should do There that. is a new contest starting, and it started this week with our last show. So he okay. actually fell into the gray zone gap. But I think that's fair that he should get a couple points at least for being on this, I don't know, a world-famous documentary. Right. <laughs> no, I just I thought Lank, if you, ever, if you see Lank's little bit where he's talking about, the, he's on there <laughs> talking about big guilds, it just didn't seem like him. It was like somebody put on a Lank suit and then was just right. talking very right. calmly. Yeah, the, well, if you like, listen to the edits, if you've ever had to edit Lank, you can listen <laughs> to the edits where they, they got all his ums out and stuff. Yeah. 
<laughs> Definitely. Um, it's like, um, 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 yeah. Um, um. So. It's like 15 <laughs> seconds of length. You know that took three hours to shoot. <laughs> it was great because we were actually, I was on my way to go work for the theater that night. And literally as I'm walking out the door, there's Lank. It's like, all right, I can be three minutes late because I got to see that. Oh, totally. I, th I thought Scott was very well represented there as well, mm -hmm. talking about talking about the game. Well, he, he right, so that was BlizzCon. Go ahead. Um, also, I wanted to ask you guys because I don't. Um, I know Ludra, you spent you did were able to spend some time on the floor. What I really enjoyed about BlizzCon and the coverage, seeing it from my couch, was um, the change of some of the hosts. I mean, I, I you know love Cat Hunter. Um, I really enjoyed seeing Michelle Morrow. And I loved the fact that um, Chris Hardwick hosted a lot. Um, Do you know why uh, yes. Cat Hunter didn't? I know why Cat Hunter did it. Cause, well, I'm assuming because, you know, conflict of interest and husband and all. No, no, she didn't because she was in the Guild Hall with us. <gasps> was she really? Oh, my God. Yeah, she was. Oh, yep. Wow, that's awesome. But, yeah, I was, I was so happy, though, with um, Chris Hardwick. Um, doing some of the bigger hosting duties compared to visuals that used to do it. <laughs> you said duty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, get I'm over duty. I'm saying duty a lot right now. During duty. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, he did a really good job hosting, I think. I hope he gets to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. I, I just loved that. All right. So watching it from your couch, McCullough, what was the most exciting thing you saw? Um... I really enjoyed the Overwatch um, presentation and being able to see that. Um, being primarily a WoW player, I know, you know, there you can actually go to different WoW panels. Um, so I we did I didn't see as much of WoW as I wanted to, but we had you know it was well represented. Um, my God, the movie. Even though we didn't get to see the preview or what what they showed, not the preview, but what they showed um, up on the third floor. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, also, you know, being Horde for Life, the fact that they did find a director that really understands there are two factions and the Horde aren't the bad guys. That just thrilled me to no end because, you know, it's you want to see your, your people represented. And I'm totally excited about that. Um, all of it, I just... I loved, I think being from, seeing it from home, though, you do have the ability, all right, oh, I'm done with this feed. Let me walk over to the computer and watch, you know, the Hearthstone tournament. Or let's see what's, you know, what they have, else is going on, which I happen to love. Um, also, even though we didn't have food trucks, you know, here, the line for food's a lot shorter. That's true. And the food's probably better and cheaper. It is. We get. Yeah. Um. Well, we had um. First day we had um. Sandwich. The sandwiches. And the second day we had build your own nacho bar. And um. Both Leontine and Cesare brought dessert. Ooh. Uh, yeah. That's what you want. We should come to your house next year. You should. You should definitely. Mm, we'll it. open it up. Guild Hall at McCullough's next year. Isn't it always? <laughs> I think I'm the remote Guild Hall because I think we had a. Good ten AIE members here. Wow. Yeah, we still. You guys are mini AIE. You should. We are. We are. We are. Yeah, we just, we just yeah posted. Hey guys, come on over, come watch, and yeah. It was right, a great pass. The next question oh. goes to Aludra. Yes. What? And most annoying about BlizzCon. 
that it was so much to do in so little time. Like, seriously. Everything seemed oh, to have this, this kind of pace where you couldn't see everything at once. So you almost, like, need a virtual ticket to go back and look. And I'm really glad that they include that now with their physical tickets. Oh, do they really? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I got to go home and catch the things that I really liked. But it's like, okay, so I went to the Hearthstone stage, which was beautiful and gorgeous. And everybody should have seen that Hearthstone stage. Like, seriously, go look at it if you can. It's amazing. They built a freaking tavern. But then they oh, put, they like, yep. at least 500 chairs in front of this Hearthstone stage. Now, I personally only saw 50 people there at any one given time. Ah, uh, okay. So, couldn't that space have been used to, I don't know... Other things? <laughs> they could use it for part of the line for the store? Yeah, part of the store line, part of the Overwatch line, more I Overwatch. Because I didn't know what effect Overwatch was going to have on things. And maybe they said, you know, people are going to want to come. You know, Hearthstone's huge. Mm -hmm. I think there's no way of knowing how people are going to react. True. You just kind of hope for the best and do your best guess and try to get enough seats and space for everything. Exactly. All right. Anything yeah. you guys want to talk about uh, BlizzCon or the Guildhall before we move on to Warlords? Guildhall was awesome. Everybody who showed up is great. Even if you don't feel like you know a lot of people in AIE, just show up to the Guildhall. Seriously, it's a great place to get to know people face-to-face. It certainly is. Um, now, did we have, I know a few years we've had like things like board games and such. Did we have that this year or just we did. all the podcasting? Okay, good, good. We, we played a lot of Cards Against Humanity at one point, nonstop oh, for hours. <laughs> it was Literally great. that didn't get recorded anywhere. That, it was that. actually just, it was just off side of the camera. I think actually you might catch some of it depending upon which part of the feed you're looking at. Right. Because I was, I was moving the camera around and trying to cover the whole room. Because at one point in time, we had Tom Merritt and, um, oh, was it Jesse? I forgot her name, the, the producer for Daily Tech News Show. Mine just went blank. But they were, they were sitting there in the corner once, just kind of quietly, just working on the show, because they actually did Daily Tech News from the, the Guild Hall on both days. So oh, at one wow. point, I was painting the camera at them. And then another one, we had Scott and Tom and um, Patrick Beja. We're all just kind of kicking around the table, so I'd pan the camera at them, say, oh, look who's here, you know, just... Had my little internet crush on these celebrities. Just and that, them yeah, off. and the great thing is, you know what? If they come to you, there's, you know what? They're breaking the restraining order. <laughs> That's true. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. I, the judge, judge said it was fine. If they come to where I am, I'm okay. Exactly. So yeah, you may have set a bait. They couldn't resist. But hey, yeah, no, they came to you. That was it's really neat. So clearly, if you want to see people, that's where to go instead of trying to search at uh, BlizzCon. Oh, yeah, it's all the cool people. And several of the Blizzard employees came over. Right. Uh, actually, some of them I didn't even recognize that you know, they called their names or you know, somebody would introduce them. And everybody else was like, ooh. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. But well, that's the way it is. When you get hundreds of people working on something, it's not possible to know the name of every single person who works right. on it. But, but like I said, it was a very, very popular place to be and to hang right. out. So let's talk about this new little thing came out uh, recently called Warlords of Draenor. Dun, dun, I hear it's dun. kind of popular. Some people bit. like it. <laughs> it's actually amazing how many people have come back into AIE after taking an extended break for the last four or five years. And right. suddenly we've, I mean, Stig is back in the game of all people. Right. Um, 
which you know Stig's awesome, but he's been playing other games for years. And Ralph was knows that they're back. They're back in the game. Like, whoa, what are these people doing back? So, which is which is so, great. And we're seeing, I know we're seeing a lot of that in general. Um, on that note, please be patient with the officers, trying to get everyone back in as quickly as we can. It is a bit challenging trying to get all the invitations in for everybody who are looking for uh, looking to join, and also try to play the game too at the same time, which some of us are trying to do. Um, we're kind and of taking we, turns. <laughs> we are. We most definitely are. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of old, old, old school week. You know, everyone's coming back, playing, seeing. Even though we always have a very active green wall, seeing it busier than I've ever seen, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've already become the Caps Nazi. Because some of our newer members or maybe older returning members may have forgotten the rule about not capping in GChat just because it's right. annoying. You know, we had 500 people in, in Guild Chat at one point in time and, you know, two or three people started capping and other people started capping and then, oh, guys, please. Guys, yeah. It's not to, not to harsh them low. We don't mean to be mean, but it does get really aggravating and annoying for everybody. So It does. Uh, it does. And one guy I'm, sees it and, you know, he thinks it's okay even if he misses the reprimand. And so he does caps later, and somebody sees that, and it, it really does snowball much more quickly than you guys would imagine, especially when everything's so busy. It does wild. It, yeah, I always call it, yeah, it's a wildfire. It is. All right, so, Aludra, what is your favorite part of the expansion so far? How far oh, have I you love this. Okay, I'm level 95. I'm almost 96 right now. Wow, okay. Wow, yeah. <laughs> wow, nothing. I'm enjoying the storytelling. As I keep playing, I keep seeing neat bits in the story, and I keep, right. and I'm a, I'm a crazy explorer type, so I keep finding all these little odds and ends and bits and bobs, and I'm like, yes, little bits and bobs. This is so great. And I'm just running around, reading all the quest text, listening to the story. It's so great. I'm loving it so much. I definitely think they put more into the storyline of these quests this time than they've ever done before. And there's mm-hmm. little, little tidbits that you, you know, you don't expect to see there. Exactly. You know, exactly. related, which is great. Oh, yeah, and I'm, a, and I'm an enchanter, so I'm killing all these rares, and I'm like, yeah, more stuff to do. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that. There are rares everywhere. You turn the corner, there's another rare. Yeah, and exactly. You get to kill, you get some awesome drop, maybe some garrison um, resources, and then, you know, next time it spawns, it's not a rare anymore. You can just kill it for out of, you know, just mm-hmm. memories, I guess. Well, so if you guard that, up the drop, it, it, it means less people are going to be coming to try and get the drop. So I love right. that. I do love it. I just love all, like you said, the little bitty bits and pieces there that put in. For example, did you know that in your garrison, at least the level two, I didn't see the level one, but level two, there are some outhouses, and you can actually sit in them, if you know can what I mean. I, s- yes, I saw one. There's an achievement for that. Oh, my. It's, yeah, it's poop effect. <laughs> well, I did a quest that involved a, an orc and his, his dog, and let, and uh, it's really great seeing these, these people you do quests with. They'll actually end up at your garrison mm-hmm. after the quest oh, changes yeah. that. Yeah, but several, several quests like that I've noticed where, where like the, the final reward is actually a follower as opposed to gear or money, mm-hmm. which wow. is great because I am loving. How do, what do you guys feel about that follower minigame kind of thing they've got going on? I think it's cool. Uh, I'm enjoying it. It's um, super fun to try and match them up. Honestly, that's what I spend all my time doing. Do you have the magical symbol? No. Well, I'm going to throw you out there anyway. I, I am a cruel and merciful leader. Ha, ha, ha. 
Eludra is a cruel mistress, so we've learned this now. Yes. Um, I've only got I'm a 20% chance to win. I don't care. Get out there. Oh. You're the last one. It's the last quest. You match well enough. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I've actually not gotten much of a chance to do enough enough yet. Um, it's literally, I just sent my first person on their first quest yesterday. Before my oh, wow, computer okay. got taken over by 12-year-olds. <laughs> what? No! Need some twelve-year-old uh, repellent-like homework that usually does it. Yeah, not on the weekends, though. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh no, that was oh, I'm sorry. That was yesterday. Sorry, um, but yeah, just, the garrison. I think it's gonna be a really unique, a unique system um, to, to WoW. And the great thing is, you know, it's different for every character you're on. Right, because you can build different garrisons and have different houses and outposts in them, or. No, what do you call those things? The the buildings, buildings, the buildings. Sorry, I'm rambling on now. <laughs> what what about what are you enjoying the most, Odd? I have to admit, uh, the garrison I think is a huge win. I, when I first, I played on the beta a little bit, and the beta they kind of just gave you the garrison level three all the way. Boom, here you go, have the garrison, and I didn't yeah. quite click. I'm like, I I can't, I don't get it. Am I supposed to be making, you know, buildings that are <clears throat> my spec for my professions? <clears throat> Excuse me. Or am I supposed to be doing the ones that I don't have? That way I kind of round up my character more. And um, I think Tats was the one kind enough to, to let me know that I want to pick the ones that complement my, my professions because that's how you get the higher level of profession crafting if you want to make them yeah. with the best gear. So I wasn't aware of that. But uh, just the, that mini game of sending followers, I'm addicted to that. I've got you know all my alts are there now at various stages, and I just simply rotate through them. <laughs> By the time I get done sending my last alt's followers on a mission, my first character's followers are back. It's like oh, I jump up to them, and I, and I just start the cycle. For having every single character at... Yeah. <laughs> the problem is you run out of resources, and pretty soon I can't send followers on missions. I'm like, fine, I'll go quest to get more resources. Right. Um, that's, I think, the garrison alone, the concept. I, I love the idea. Because, you know, every game, almost every game out there has got some sort of community housing. And I've never quite grasped the idea, why would I? Why would we want a house in World of Warcraft? Am I going to spend two hours sitting on the couch in World of Warcraft? No, I'm spending two hours sitting at my computer already. I don't need to do right. in-game too. But this definitely makes it part of the game. It's not just simply a place for you to go just so you've got a place to go. It's actually part of the game. You know, you do quests that will say, okay, now go back to your garrison and turn this in. Or go back to your garrison and talk to this person, which I love. I just love the whole concept of what they've done. I can't believe, I mean, it It took them a very long time to get Warlords out. At least it felt like it. We were we were in Pandora for a long, long time. Pandora? Pandaria. Pandaria. Um, Pandaria. What I'm enjoying Pandora's is these little outpost buildings that you can build that are not part of your garrison, but are like in other zones, and so they'll have that, that follower table up so you can send your followers out again, even if you're not in your garrison. Like, say your garrison servers crashed or something. I don't know. I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> but just in case that such an extreme thing happened, I was able to be in another zone and still send my followers out. That's really cool. Oh, it ties I the garrison into other mind. zones. Yeah. I just built my first one out about an hour ago, two hours ago, so I have, didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, yeah, there's a table there for your followers and everything. You can't really do a lot of your garrison management. You can't really do any of your garrison-type management, but you can do your followers in other zones, which is great. You don't always have to go back to your garrison. And the fact that they tied that in, knowing that you'd be out in the world experiencing questing, 
it's like, yes, thank you. It is nice. Well, and now, we'll talk about, no, go ahead, McCullough. I was going to say, you know, it's, it's Blizzard. They're going to make sure that it all, all works together most times. Well, you, you couldn't do your farm from anywhere but your farm. Right, right. So people were kind of worried about that, but seeing how they put these tables everywhere is just great. But it's such a, it's such a huge part of this expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they might be why it did take so long, because they wanted to make sure that it was engaging and it wouldn't be something that only, you know, okay, you do it maybe, maybe not um, once in a while. You know, they, they wanted to be a huge part of this expansion. Yep, yeah. It definitely is. And good job on that. All right, let me ask you guys, now that the new expansion's out and all the final character changes are in and the character models are in, who are each of you going to play this expansion as your main tune? Eludra. Eludra, okay. The mage. My mage. Sticking with the mage. Uh What what spec are you going to go? Probably whatever spec that, you know, is best for the raid team. But I'm Frost right now because, yeah, Frost is awesome. Yeah. I loved Frost. I went fire after the 6.0 came out because that was the best DPS spec. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Just not into like a random, random crit thing. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my Frost. Uh, as soon as everything, I tried to kill a mob and I'm like fire and I'm like, wait a minute. And I switched him over immediately to Frost and was like, this is how we play. And nice. I was just around. Oh, right, uh, my phone thought that was hilarious. Sorry. Makala, <laughs> um, are you sticking with the Warlock? I am. I am. Um, unfortunately, with limited playtime, she pretty much is my only my only ninety. Um, I want to play with with uh, Demo again, though. Right now, I'm Destro, um, which you know gave a really great raid abilities. Um, but to me, Demo just feels like a warlock, especially you know when you have you know half a dozen imps and a big, you know, a big demon, and, oh, and you can turn into a demon. Like, so I might look at Demo again. That's my favorite spec, actually, for my Warlock. Mine too. Definitely. And my Hunter's Beastmaster for the same reason. No, that's just... Yeah, that's what it feels like. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're, just, you're just a ranger, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, it, it's like uh, you, you kind of self-define your class. Right. Be it, you know, all hunters should be marksmen or all hunters should be beastmaster. You kind of go through it and you kind of self-define what makes a mage a mage. And then, you know, you kind of always stick with that. Even when they balance it and they say, oh, you can't be a frost mage. Frost mage suck. You're like, but that's the only real way to mage. Right. In your own brain. So seeing everybody level in the specs that they love, which I genuinely think people do, is they, they go back to the spec that they enjoy the most. I think, you know, that's some good data for Blizzard to have. I know for me, my spec that I choose on a character um, tends to go with, a lot of my characters are inspired by who I played in D&D. You know, so, you know, McCullough is my old, you know, witch, and she played with demons. So when I made her, I'm like, that's, you know, who this character needed to be. That's pretty much the only RP I do. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. To, I need. To, I definitely do need to respec her into to demo again because it is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish. I wish I was as confident in my class as you guys are because I've been rotating through all my alts, doing the no leveling mod in '91 and the '92. I don't know who I want to play in game. No clue. No clue at all. I'm always like, I'm not the best <laughs> mage out there, but I've always loved playing them. Yeah, that, you know, that's if that's what speaks to you. I would rather play a class that I love and that I connect with. Then what might give the best DPS? Sorry, mm-hmm. Al and 
Ben and Pat, you know. <laughs> and you're off the right team, sorry. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> 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 All right. So you so you're still playing around, Zod, with who you want to be? I still am. I, I'm running my, my shaman enhancement spec with uh, Prankess, so that we know what we're doing. And then when she's taking a break, I'm, the Shadow Priest actually, for some reason, clicked this time around. I've always tried to play the Shadow Priest, and they never... Mm-hmm. Never since Vanilla. Vanilla, I love the way Shadow Priest played, and then they made some change after Vanilla, and it just couldn't get in my head. And now suddenly I, I figured it out again. And now I'm doing amazing solo DPS on my, on my Shadow Priest. So. But I'm always kind of thinking, yeah, what do we need for the raid, though? What do we need for our raid team, Furt? And I'm like, well, we've already got a Shadow Priest. Yeah, but we also already have, you know, mages. a lot of things. Yeah, we have, yeah, yeah, we have a lot of mages. And a lot of hunters. hunters. So, I mean, honestly... Go resto shaman maybe, maybe I, don't yeah. know. I have no clue. We'll see. I guess I, as I keep leveling them up, see if any one of them calls to me more than the rest. Yeah, go. Or maybe yeah, I'll just play them play. all. Play the one you want to play, Zod. Exactly. But that's the problem. I don't know which one I want. I want to play them all because every class has got something about it. Girl, girl, school girl squeal crushing. Right. But that's hard to say. It just makes you squeal because it's so cool. Every every class has got something about them that makes them awesome, and I love all that. And mm-hmm. I want to, I want to play them all, and that's kind of hard to do in one raid. Right. It oh. really is, <laughs> unless you know you have nine hundred computers set up and you know all that great software. I'm gonna seven box a raid by myself. There we go. Right. There you go. <laughs> you miss the raid chat. You see, <laughs> it's not raiding without your friends. Making that's true. rude comments. And dirty jokes and all the stuff we do during FERT that uh, people would be surprised, yeah. I think, to, to hear. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> before I close out, I, I realize we didn't actually talk about Draenor Warlords a whole lot. Anything else either of you wanted to mention about the new expansion that you really love or really hate or it's, that you're excited about? So I know that, unfortunately, um, the three of us are... Well, Ludra's uh, race isn't getting a revamp, and they're, we're still working on ours. Ours is, you know, TM, whatever, um, soon. I am stunned, though. I'm looking forward to it, you know, having that Blood Elf revamped, because how gorgeous everything is. Oh, my gosh. I'll just, mm-hmm. like, you know, like that. It's just beautiful. I love it the is. character revamps. I love just the visuals. Are They're just stunning. And I'm well, finding... Actually the... oh, go ahead. I'm finding, um, you know, how when um, Mist came out, you know, you couldn't fly everywhere, anywhere, and it was mm-hmm. okay. I'm actually very much, so I'm finding, I'm just walking everywhere. Yes, I love the walking. Oh, my gosh, it is so great. Yeah, it is, it's, it's stunning, and just, I want to see it all. I want to take it all in. I'm just, I'm just stunned by the visuals. Yeah, and if you take things actually too quickly, you can miss a bunch of neat stuff. Like, I, I went to this little nook and cranny area in um, Frostwolf Canyon, and I found a lucky coin. And this lucky coin is like, ooh. And if you don't pay attention, you'll just sell it for gold because it gives you 25 of them, and that's cool. But it also gives you a buff as long as it's in your pocket for the zone. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Yeah. So not only do you have to find this literally coin-sized drop, mm-hmm. literally coin-sized, you then have to... Because it, it doesn't say it gives you a buff. You have to look in the corner of your screen and, you know, it says lucky coin buff. And, and you've got to go, oh, my gosh, it's from the lucky coin. Huh. That's, that I didn't right. know it was there. 
Yeah, exactly. I just I just wanted to see if there was anything on this ledge, and boom, there was a well and a coin. And I was like, ooh, and the coin was even behind the well to make it even more difficult. And so, <laughs> yeah. I and that for that. That's great. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wow, this sells for 25 gold. And then later I'm like, what is that buff? And it was the lucky coin buff. Ha ha. So, what does the buff do? It, it increases, like, your your stats while you're in the zone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's it's oh, a good. Now I gotta buff. go find this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah awesome. But it's like if you are going too fast and you're just motoring through head first, you're gonna miss things like the lucky coin and that random weapon that you can pick up and and just all these little great doodads that they threw into the world to make you take it slower and enjoy it. And it worked. It worked so well. We have we have a few guildies that have already hit a hundred. They hit hundred yesterday, and like kudos to them. That is a grind. Yeah. Good job mm-hmm. on cranking out the experience and getting through everything. But I really hope they they slow down on the next tunes and just enjoy it because Blizzard's done a lot of great work and great storytelling in this yeah. expansion. And it's I, so I can't imagine they saw the most of it. Some of the best storytelling they have, and you know they've done some really amazing storytelling throughout the history of the game. But yeah, it, it is really really um, engaging. Yeah, definitely love it. All right, anything else before we close the show? It's awesome to be podcasting with you guys again. I miss you. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I know. I really wish. I wish you'd been there, BlizzCon. We definitely would have done the show from there. Had we had you been there? Um, but we're I like, think... McCall is not here. It's not. Yeah, it, it kind of took away you not being there. You guys, are, I could have called in or something, depending on when we did it. Exactly, but it's like, uh, who wants to coordinate all that? We're on vacation. Oh, vacation. We'd have a full people just staring at Luge and me, looking at each other while you were talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what's going on there? Was that going to get filled in later? Um, hopefully next year, my um, if you know, I know Scott says he's not sure if there's going to be one or not, so we'll see what happens there. Um, hopefully next year, though, if there is a BlizzCon, my schedule won't be quite so screwy. Hopefully. Very nice. We'll have a word with your boss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's 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 my volunteer boss. And the volunteer boss. And then he'll just say, "No, no, no. She's coming. I have blackmail on her." Uh oh. Mm-hmm. He's heard you. He's heard you in um, rage out, apparently. No. Um. This is um my. He's been my DM off and on since I was seventeen mm. years old. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's. Yeah. I the college made rage chat look. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah, 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 I, so I want to join your group now I don't really ever want those pictures to get out to my child um, or those, <laughs> some of those stories so. I just tell your children whatever you do don't do what I did trust me <laughs> it's not pretty <laughs> and don't listen to Uncle Damon he's lying <laughs> I haven't even heard him but I know he's lying he's lying whatever he said he's lying mommy <laughs> didn't do that Yep. All right. Luger, any final thoughts on Draenor? Warlords. Do the things. Do them all. All right. Okay. So that's the show for tonight. While the chat room begins suggesting show titles, and they actually started that. I saw some of those. We want to remind everyone that we're going to be inviting additional guests on the show to talk about other interests thing or other topics of interest to the AIE community. Uh, for example, there have been a lot of posts in the forums recently from people looking for help building a gaming PC. So we're planning to have AIE member Kim, which is Kim Molly is her character name, mm-hmm. uh, from Doghouse Systems on the show sometime soon. I've been talking. She's, she's already agreed to do it. We just need to set a date. 
But she's going to come on and talk about the latest news in home-built gaming rigs and talk about where to where to get good deals. Of course, Doghouse System is a great one if you want somebody else to build it for you. But uh, she'll talk about what the current state of building your own gaming rig is, uh, and that'll be coming up sometime soon. If you, the faithful listener, have any suggestions on things you'd like to hear about, or if you have a topic you want to come on the show and talk about that would be of general interest to the AI Guild, please make sure to email us and let us know, and Eludra will tell you how to do that. Oh, that is right, because I'm totally at the right place in the show notes. You can email us at podcast at aie-guild.org. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Accuzod is at Accuzod. I am at Aludra underscore AIE. And Michaela the Wonderful is at Cyberwave. We record live with video every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website at theaiepodcast.com. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website at keyswithsoul.com. And now it's time to play the great AIE member segments. And since we didn't have a show last week, some of those amazing segment producers kept producing segments like they do. So this week we'll be playing everything we received from the last two weeks, including a double dose of Mega Minute, two lesser-known shows with a special message from Rask Rasklin. Ask a Magus, two times, Buxley's Journal, Epic Diapers, and the always amusing Overly Dramatic News. And here they are. Gentlemen and ladies, ladies and gentlemen, please direct your attention to AIE, Building Submissions. Ow. Welcome. This is Deterin with another edition of Ask Amagus. This week's question is, how did the night elves fail in building a new world tree? Well, simply put, the night elves were far too quick off their feet in trying to get a new world tree. And a major portion of that is they were extremely desperate. And sadly, the druidic magic especially is very receptive to emotion. All the emotions along with desperation and panic caused the new world tree not to fully flourish. It grew big, sure, but it doesn't have the same effect as the old ones. All they had to do was wait, but of course they couldn't wait. They were panicking all about their newfound uh, mortality. They were so afraid of dying that they just panicked and were excessively desperate for everything. In the end, here's my message to the Niles. You're mortal. Deal with it. Everybody lives, dies, and then goes to undeath. Everybody has to go through that. So deal with it. Send your questions to... Ask Amagus on Twitter. We will never be Buxley. Welcome to Buxley's Journal. Is this a goblin travel agency? Yes, it is. You're not a goblin. Oh, I'm I'm filling in. Well, whatever. I want my money back. Uh, excuse me, sir. There's no smoking in here. Huh? I'm not smoking. No, but your cloak appears to be on fire. Ah! Ha! Oh, jeez. Fire. 
This is terrible. This is exactly why I wanted to get my money back. Sir, we do not give people gold just because they walk in with their cloaks on fire. That's not what I'm talking about. My wife and I had an anniversary package for this outfit of yours, and it was nothing like it was promised. I'm sorry, sir. Which package was that? Your Outland Extravaganza package. I met my wife there, so we thought it might be romantic to go back. I bought a package to go to that resort that was recently built on top of the floating islands in the Grand. Were the accommodations not to your liking? <laughs> not to my liking! I never even got to see Nagrand. What happened? Well, we both flew through the portal like we usually do, except it wasn't the color I remember it being. It was kind of reddish, not green. Anyway, I didn't think it was unusual until we got through. There were so many people there. There was a jungle area I don't remember seeing. I don't know what the people that tune the portals for you do, but this one was way off. I expect to be in Hellfire Peninsula. I've been there a million times. It was not where we went. There were people all over the place fighting things, people yelling things about the Iron Horde. Iron Horde? What's that? I have no idea. It was all Iron Horde this and Iron Horde that. It was all I could do to horse stroll back with my wife. Now give us our money back. One minute, sir. I'll have to check with my boss. Hey, boss? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll check with him. <clears throat> uh, sir, I found out there appears to be something wrong with the uh, portal and the blasted lands, and uh, it'll take a few weeks to straighten out. In the meantime, uh, my boss is offering these free tickets here. See? Uh, it's a very relaxing dungeon you can tour. You seem to be pretty high-powered. You should have uh, no problems with it. It's called Molten Core. Oh, I've heard of that. A friend of mine went last week and said it was very relaxing. I'll take it. If you'd like to see what I'm up to every day, follow Ask Buxley on Twitter. Epic Diapers. We've been waiting for it for far too long, but it's finally here. Kim Kardashian has exposed her large bare butt. Oh, wait. <laughs> Wrong podcast. I mean, Warlords of Draenor is live. I'm personally excited about the new content, and I didn't spoil it by logging in with the beta access I've had for the past eight months. I did plan on getting all 11 classes to level 90 before this week, but something might have gotten in the way last month. Swing and a pop-up. Side the ball, down the line, in foul ground. He's got plenty of room, and he's got it! And the Giants have won! They have won the World Series for the third time in five years! But I still have eight classes at 90. So how's your experience so far in this alternate timeline? I've only gained about a level and a half thanks to the bug master surveyor that put me to sleep last night. But I have started my garrison, including a forge, and have been sending my followers on missions to go stabby stabby orcs and get me treasure. I'm really digging this new feature and I can't wait to tailor it to my needs. If you're having problems even understanding what garrisons are, let alone what would be best for your interests and playstyle, Ask Mr. Robot has an excellent guide and even provides recommendations on what small, medium, and large buildings you should choose depending on what you want to enhance in your World of Warcraft. You can follow me on Twitter at Epic Diapers or check out my blog at EpicDiapers.com. And remember, it's hard to balance the pew-pew with the poo-poo. Welcome back to another Mega Minute with Mega Code, a mini cast on all things 
Healing's Holy Paladin. This week I wanted to review some major changes to our healing class. Let's start off with our Holy Power Heals Word of Glory, Tunnel Flame, and Light of Dawn. After 6-0, they went from instant cast to being a casted spell. So before, we could pop one off while on the move. Now we have to stand still while casting it. This definitely takes some getting used to, especially while still in Siege of Ogamar, where a lot of the fights require some movement. Selfless Healer is one of our level 45 talents, which was very popular to talent into for 25 man. It no longer generates a charge of holy power or buffs holy radiance or divine lights, healing, and mana usage. Instead, your judgments buff, flash of lights heal, mana usage, and cast time. At the moment, at level 90, it's not worth using since Eternal Flame and Sacred Shield are so much stronger. Perhaps at level 100, it'll prove to be a more viable talent to use on some future fights. Our healing cooldowns, Divine Favor, and Guardian of Ancient Kings, gone. Instead, parts of them have been added to our cooldown, Avenging Wrath, to make that a super healing throughput cooldown. And remember Tower of Radiance and how directly healing the beacon target with Divine Light or Flash of Light generated Holy Power? No more. Gone. Instead, directly healing the beacon target with Flash of Light or Holy Light refunds 40% of the mana cost. Now if you're like me and you love using your hand spells, you'll be sad to find out that Hand of Salvation has been taken from our arsenal only given to Protspec. So I wanted to finish off by giving my personal feedback on how healing went this week using a crit build. Blizzard has made Critical Strike as a secondary stat somewhat important to us through our passive talent Sanctified Light, which basically allows us to gain 5% more Critical Strike stat from all sources. I have to say it was a lot of fun pushing out those heals that would crit. On top of it, every other Holy Shot proc and infusion of light. This was really nice to have for a quick Holy Light or Holy Radiance on fights requiring a lot of movement. I was also specced into Sacred Shield talent, so with the ability to drop shields while on the go, followed up with a quick Holy Radiance or Holy Light made for some really fluid gameplay. However, my healing numbers were slightly better the week prior gemmed into Master. Those illuminated healing shields are just too OP at the moment. However, like I mentioned last week, at level 100 everything changes and I have a good feeling that Critical Strike will surpass Mastery, but we'll confirm that then with logs and theory crafting. So I hope this helps out and good luck. If you're on Twitter, come follow me at FFPMark with a C or check out my blog page at HealingSpec.com. Overwatch gets a special delivery. It's the Overly Dramatic News, I'm Hunts the Wind. Blizzard fans were abuzz this past week with the debut at BlizzCon of Overwatch, the company's new first-person shooter game. Many were struck by the animation in the game, which bore a striking resemblance to Pixar's close-to-the-edge-of-the-uncanny-valley-but-not-over-it style. Apparently, Pixar also noticed the similarity because today Blizzard announced the signing of a hastily drawn-up IP agreement between the two companies, licensing Pixar's, quote, animation look and feel. In return, Blizzard agreed to hire Randy Newman to perform the theme song for the new game. More importantly, it also agreed to create a new character specifically to be voiced by Pixar stalwart John Ratzenberger. The new hero will be called The Postman, a clear homage to Ratzenberger's previous character Cliff Clavin from Cheers. Our sources tell ODN that The Postman will be a melee character, wielding his mailbag similarly to how Diablo III's Crusader would swing his flail. He will also have an ability called Trivial Pursuit, in which he will rattle off a string of nonsensical trivia facts, stunning all within five yards. Finally, to encourage people to play such an unconventional hero, we understand that it will gain two levels at each level up point. The name of this passive ability? The Postman Always Dings Twice. 
Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Greetings, this is Rasklin, presenting another installment of our ongoing informational series, Other, Much Lesser Known Shaws of Pandaria. Tonight, the Shaw of Nostalgia. This Shaw longs for Pandaria to be the way it used to be, especially as it was before all those pesky humans, orcs, and other various races arrived from beyond the shores and caused all sorts of turmoil. Consequently, during the encounter with this Shaw, its special ability causes many adventurers to also long for such things. A simpler time, free from the numerous complications that recent events in Azeroth have brought. Fortunately, after defeating the Shaw, they will suddenly remember how also unappealing certain things were years ago, back in the early days of their adventuring. With minimal or confusing directions given by quest givers, great difficulty in joining up with other travelers to delve into the deep places of Azeroth, and, of course, the total inability to quickly and easily fly to any and all places they needed to get to. Thankfully, those days are now in the distant past, and no adventurer will need to deal with limitations like that ever again. We now return to your regularly scheduled raid run, already in progress. Welcome, this is Deadrin with another edition of Ask Amagus. With another successful BlizzCon, I just decided to go over the secret history of BlizzCon. What it started as was a simple alcoholic anonymous for the Frost Mages, really. You see, we were outright awesome in Molten Core. Then again, most people didn't have a choice. Fire Mages didn't deal any damage whatsoever, so they were entirely pointless. So everybody turned to us Frost Mages. But then, after we defeated Molencore, they left us behind. We were severely depressed. So we put together BlizzCon. However, after a short time, some warlocks started finding us. So we had to kind of disguise BlizzCon for ourselves. That's why we brought along a guild called Blizzard to kind of disguise BlizzCon for everybody. After all, the best disguise is often in a crowd. Send your questions to Askamagus on Twitter. Greetings, this is Rasklin presenting another installment of our ongoing informational series, Other, Much Lesser Known Shahs of Pandaria. Tonight, the Shah of Finality. The Shah has been patiently waiting for years for any group of heroes to discover the location of its lair and be powerful enough to engage it in glorious combat. Being the very last Shah on the numerous lists kept by the Lorewalkers of Pandaria, this Shah is almost never researched by any adventurers, since they tend to be an impatient lot, and would rather go off after the next shiny thing that catches their attention. Thus, this Shah, sadly, has never been challenged in all the years that all the heroes have been adventuring. And this is most unfortunate, since the treasure this Shah has 
is the most beautiful and the most impressive on the entire continent. Any single piece is easily the most powerful item the heroes could hope to obtain under any circumstances. Ever. Except, possibly, if a new place were discovered somewhere where the first quest reward would hopelessly outclass even the most epic and legendary items thus far found in all of Pandaria. But what are the odds of that ever occurring? We now return to your... What? One moment, please. Really? Where? Granor? In the past. Hmm. Well then, I guess that's it. It is now time for every last Shah to bid goodbye to the excitement that was once theirs and will never be again, and for all of them to forever commiserate with the Shah of Loneliness. We now depart elsewhere and return you to your newly scheduled and ongoing adventures already in progress. Next week, we'll be talking to Abavan about AIE in Final Fantasy. So until then, AIE, this is Accusad. This is Aludra. This is Makala. And this has been the AIE Podcast. <laughs>